Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So, playoffs haven't even started yet, but the NFL likes to keep the ball rolling into the next season. It is a 12-month of the year league, after all. And we now know who the Chiefs are going to be playing on the road. And at home, of course, the AFC West divisional rivals, they play both, so that always happens. But looks like they're going to Green Bay. Jacksonville. Now, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be asking me these questions? I want, I want to talk You're about this. For a second. Not, I haven't even asked a question yet. Jacksonville Jets, Minnesota, which we haven't been to Minnesota in a minute. But my point is, I I usually like to see at least one game that's close enough that I can travel to, but it doesn't look like there's anything that's close by. Eh, Green Bay's not that. Nah, and, and really the, the Minnesota one, too, kind of. Uh, Jacksonville, eh, Denver's probably the closest, but that always happens. That's, that's every the way it goes. Yeah, and yeah. you're right, it, it's, it's a pretty good schedule. You also, there's one at home that you probably want to see, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be in there to play the Chiefs. You going to go to that one? No, probably not because I, you know, it's it's beyond. I, I'm what if I can get you that club level seating, man? No, it's not so much that. It's hanging out with the people. It's and I don't under, misunderstand. I'm not anti people, but it's a different crowd altogether. Football as too opposed rowdy. to baseball. Yeah, yeah too, rowdy. too rowdy. I'm an old man. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, here's what we'll do. We'll we'll limo you in there. We'll get you in there about eleven, eleven thirty. Enough time for us to walk to the club. Get you whiskey, and we'll go straight to the seat. You won't have to see anyone and watch the game. Not good enough. It has to be two weeks. Okay, well then, all right. I'll, I'll get to work. I got, I got, a, I got what, eight months or so? So we'll figure that out. Um, but I'm getting you that game. It, it is a pretty good, and, and you're right. When you made the comment about the NFL, this is the best marketed organization in the country. They know exactly what they're doing. They have the NFL name out there, if not every day, certainly every week. All 52 weeks of the year, you have something about the NFL in the uh, sports docket. Be it the combine, be it the draft, be it it whatever, be it your team uh, issuing free agents and things like that. It's right there. Well, this time it's the scheduling. Now, the dates, they won't be available until after the draft sometime in, in April. But you're absolutely right. At home, they have all the division rivals. Have the Buffalo Bills are playing in Kansas City again. Do they ever play the Chiefs in Buffalo? Doesn't look like it, but that happens to be the rhythm in which the NFL has an agreement with each of the divisions. The Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals will be there. Miami Dolphins will be there. The Detroit Lions, a much improved football team, will be in Kansas City. Chicago Bears, they're not much improved. Philadelphia Eagles who this year have the best record in the NFC that may not last in the playoffs. That may come crashing down. But, and on the road, you go to Jacksonville, you go to New England, you go to Green Bay, as you mentioned, Minnesota, and the New York Jets. How interesting is this? The New York Jets, well, they're getting better too. Everything shapes up as, while this is not the toughest of all schedules, it'll be, it'll be a good challenge for Kansas City. The interesting thing is, and you mentioned as far as the Eagles go, that, that is a team that could definitely be dangerous next year as, as Jalen develops. Um, same thing with the Jets. They could also be, we'll, we'll see. Strength of schedule, when you look at it, you're like, man, Chiefs, that's a, that's a tough run with the exception of a couple. But at the end of the day, um, it's all on paper. You know how that works when we're on the field. The uh, coach of the Eagles is Nick Sirianni, of course, who has relatives. His in-laws are here. They live here in Springfield. Sirianni is also a former assistant coach with the Chiefs a number of years ago. 
So he'll he'll be coming home. Of course, in the NFL, it's a fraternity. All these coaches go everywhere, and whatever the paycheck is going to be good, and wherever they're hired, there will be new head coaches next year too coming in. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how things shape up. Something else that's interesting is when you look at these opponents, uh, not necessarily in the AFC West, but just in the league in general. There is a possibility that one of three of these games could possibly be a rematch of the AFC Championship if the Chiefs go and at least three, one of the three of these teams that are in the playoffs go too. So that's something else to look at, but it's interesting. All right, baseball story of a free agent returning home. Very bizarre. This is without question the strangest story in in baseball, not just of this year, but in past years. Here's Carlos Correa, who we saw play down here in the Texas League. He was with the as Corpus Christi Hooks, that's when he was with the Astros organization, and a really, really top-notch player. In fact, he, be- he began his career 2013 as one of these little deals that major league teams have where they put a guy in the minor leagues for a number of weeks so they can avoid the contract stipulation. Anyway, he opened the 2013 season here in Springfield, and three weeks later he's playing shortstop for the Astros. That's how good this guy was. Anyway, Correa was a free agent, left the Minnesota Twins as a free agent, went to the San Francisco Giants on a six-year, $360 million contract. Oh, actually, that's it's 13 years and $360 million. Didn't pass the physical because in 2014, he had ankle surgery. So the Giants said, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen. Here come the New York Mets. We'll take him, bring him on in. And they inked him, or at least presented a contract for, I think, 10 years at $315 million. Uh-oh, he didn't pass the physical with them. Now, what is this? The problem occurred in 2014. He's been able to play injury-free since then, and all of a sudden it's cropping up now? Well, I think Mr. Correa saw the handwriting on the wall, and he returned yesterday to the Minnesota Twins, and they said, what about the physical? We'll take care of that later on. So they're getting back at a cheaper rate. And I think that's what it was all about to begin with. But at the end of the day, he's still getting paid a lot of money. How about how about six years at $200 million? Yeah. Hey, folks, come on. <laughs> Just ride it out for six more years. <laughs> Buy an island. See you later. Uh, one of the Cardinals' multitude of outfielders, which they are heavy in the outfield position, is out of St. Louis. He is. That's Corey Dickerson, who was with the Cardinals for one year and played sparingly with the ball club. He was a fill-in outfielder last year. Dickerson has signed a contract with the Washington Nationals, so that does eliminate one player from the mix. But the St. Louis ball club still has a multitude of outfielders and pretty good outfielders. They have some key decisions to make. Plus, they have a kid in the minor leagues down here in Springfield last year who is all ready to emerged onto the scene, in my opinion. So we'll see how things work out. Bears basketball teams, both the men and ladies, are on the court tonight. Ladies are at home for a 6 o'clock game, and they're playing Southern Illinois, and this will be a really tough challenge for the Lady Bears. And Coach Beth Cunningham has done a nice job in bringing them on. SIU and the Lady Bears are at 6. The guys, Dana Ford, takes his team to Dana's alma mater, which is Illinois State. And they'll play up in normal Illinois. That's a 7 o'clock game tonight. These are both pretty good midseason challenges for both these teams. Now, what do they mean as far as the standings? Well, both teams are vying for first place in the conference. And ending up with a top seed when you get to tournament time in March, well, that's big, very big, because you get a couple days off to rest and relax and so forth and so on. But 
you have to win them first, and uh, Missouri State will be faced with those challenges coming up tonight, both genders, ladies, and men. It's good to see that they are at least on the right path as of right now, but they still got a long way to go throughout the season. All right, we know that they are the national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, and we already know who they're going to open their season up with in the fall, and this is a little iconic, isn't it? It is. It, it's, it's weird when you think about it because there's a local irony to all of this. Georgia, the national champs, are going to open up with Tennessee Martin. Now, Tennessee Martin's a 1AA or FCS team. That's not unusual. A lot of, a lot of clubs open with them or play them early in the season. Bears do. Bears play Kansas next year. But Tennessee Martin is an opponent that is pretty good. They're a playoff team. They're not in Georgia's category. But Tennessee Martin will get the stuff beaten out of them in Athens, Georgia. You expect that. This is Georgia, for heaven's sake. This is the national champion. They're big, they're mean, they're hostile, and they'll come after that. So probably a battered Tennessee Martin team will return to Martin, Tennessee for their home opener, which is the following week. And who's their home opening opponent? You guessed it, the Bears. <laughs> so there's a chance, if you're into these things, to compare Missouri State to Georgia, the national champion. And how that game turns out. And how it might turn out. Of course, it's all false. You can't do anything. There's no way you can compare teams like that. But it is interesting to see what might happen with Tennessee Martin playing the Bulldogs and then the Missouri State Bears. Had some really good uh, other college basketball games last night, didn't we? We had some, well, KU for yeah. one thing. KU and Oklahoma played last night, and it was a dandy. And Oklahoma had the lead the entire game until the end. Always <laughs> the way it shapes up when they're playing at the Allen Fieldhouse or the Fog, as they call yep. it up in Lawrence. Uh, the final was Kansas 79, Oklahoma 75. The Sooners had the game won and let it get away. K-State, your ball club. Big win over Oklahoma State, and that's a nice win for K-State. 65-57, the Wildcats win that one. And in the Missouri Valley, the team that's the preseason choice for number one in the Valley, the Drake Bulldogs, did get a win. It's a 76-71 win over Illinois-Chicago. And I've seen the Illinois-Chicago team play. They played the Bears and... Missouri State ran them out of the ballpark in Chicago earlier this year. How they've improved? Well, we'll find out because Illinois, Chicago, and Drake will both play here a little bit later on. And the Kentucky Wildcats, and you talk about a team that's been a major, major disappointment this year. It's John Calipari's Kentucky Wildcats. They lost last night at home to South Carolina, 71-68. That should not be happening. Let's see how this season morphs on been exciting so far and i got a chance to watch a lot of it in uh, vegas there uh, at the uh, sports book and man it's some really good teams it's almost as if you kind of feel the same changing of the guard in college basketball as we are in college football with the exception of the normal key players when you're into it mike when you're really into sports the time to go to vegas is the, the big man, March Madness, because the games are all, they have these huge screens oh, and all dude, the books. It, I, it would, oh, that place is sold out already now for that. I have a lady friend who made a trip out to Vegas. <laughs> she said, oh, here's the sports books. We'll just find some books in here. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It would, I mean, those things, those places get just insane, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. But we got a long way before the madness starts in a couple months, Ned. You have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.